Stephen Jill here. Good day. Welcome to the House Academy Show, entertaining real estate investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from sunny Southern California. Today, Jill and I talk about how to price a mail campaign for homeowners. And you know what the good news is? It's so easy. Yeah. It's I true. put together, Jill and I put together a system for pricing houses that where you can't miss. You know, with land, it's kind of like, uh, let's throw some darts up there and see what sticks. Turns out the good news with land is there's so many people willing to sell their land, they're just not using it or they live in another state. Right. With houses, not so much the case about willingness to sell, but the accuracy for pricing, as you'll see here in a minute, it's just totally laser perfect it's the way so that we nice. do it. And the data, it's just because we had the comps or the, the sold comps. Yeah. Really, it's, it's all noted because probably because there's lenders. Is that the end, the underlying theme? Because there's lenders involved, why we all have all the house data. But with land, there are not lenders involved. Yes, so it's, way, the data set's okay. much better, yeah. Okay. The data set's staggeringly awesome. Right. Uh, in 95% of the places I've ever looked for, for SFRs. Mm -hmm. You know what, you're right. It's because lenders are involved. And people, you know, people understand houses. I love it. I look at that. I don't know if anybody else does. But when I go and, uh, so we have access to it. Everybody right now on you know, Realtor, Redfin, all of the Zillow, whatever. You can go down and most of the sites, you can click for property details and it'll go back as far as I can collect. Sometimes in the 70s, it'll show sold for $160,000. And it shows, you know, 10 years later sold for $300,000. And then 10 years later sold for, you know, 1.1. That's how our area goes and things like that. So I look at that. What's great is I can go what the data we have in Parcel Fact and Neighbor Scoop, I can go back and see mortgage information. I think that's really interesting too. I can see, all right, they bought it for 1.1, they had a $750,000 loan, and here's, there it is, you know, Capital One or whoever had the, whoever had the loan. It's, it's interesting. My business partner, Jill, is fascinated with property history. I am. And I couldn't care less with what happened in 1978. I care about 20 minutes ago. I love it, but it helps me price an area. It helps me I see think, you know that what I what's think? going on. I think it makes you have a feeling. No, but I do feel good. That's true. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Part of me is going, I, well, I look at the psychology of it too. Because when I'm talking to someone, I'll never say this, but I know in the back of my head, come on. We all know <laughs> you paid $160,000 for this thing and you've lived there for 30 years. Are we really arguing about $30,000? Come on. Really? Because the sale price is now it's three point, whatever. <laughs> we all know what's going on. It just doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is what's what the other house listed next door just went for. That's what I care about. It doesn't. It, it makes a zero impact on me. Well, this is why we're a good team. I agree. <laughs> I totally agree. Okay. Before we get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the Land Academy HouseAcademy.com online community. It's free. VJ asks, I'm preparing my first mailer and some addresses show husband and wife. Do I address the letter to both of them or just pick one? I love it. Kevin, one of our moderators, um, piped in with an answer here, which says, VJ, congrats on getting your first mailer going. Fixing the first names can take more time than anything else when scrubbing data. Some counties are very bad at getting the first names in that field. My advice is to do whatever is easiest. Sometimes I use only one name and sometimes I use both. When you can use the, um, when you get to the ones that look like this, 
Smith Family Living Trust, you can use a Smith Family or prop the property owner. For any weird entities, I use property owner. It goes much faster than replying and then retyping, excuse me, MC Ranch Supply Inc or similar. So whatever it has in there. I don't think we ever do property owner. We usually get we usually put what's in there. My point in including uh, Kevin's response to this I and, like it. and Kevin response to almost everything on there uh, in that community is that everybody's got a different way of doing it and everybody's reasonably or relatively successful at this. You, you, no matter what, my, and my point is this, no matter what happens when you scrub data at some point, you have to go back in there and test for a reason, whether it's a 10,000 unit mailer or a 1,000 unit mailer or a 100,000 unit mailer. You gotta, and I personally do this, I, and I always will in our uh, real estate career, test for a reason and look in, and uh, there's macro ways you can fix some data, but the, the important thing is that the person that, and it, you have to put yourself in the person who's gonna open that envelope's shoes. Mm -hmm. And if it's addressed to Sally Smith and she her husband of 45 years is left off of that thing, who cares? Nobody cares about that. Even if the husband opens it, they're all, everybody's used to opening their each other's mail. So as long as it's addressed to the person that it, it makes sense. So you don't have to have husband and wife on there. If it's a company, uh, it's XYZ LLC, it, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That That's what really matters if there's an impact. You wanna get them to open the envelope at least. Right. I think, you know, property owner is not a good idea. Like I wouldn't said. open that one. Right. Now I know, okay, you don't know who I am. Yeah. But if it has my family living trust on there, well, I'm gonna open this. What, what is this? Is this a legal thing? Are we, did somebody do something? <laughs> 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 or current resident you don't want yes. to just that nobody everybody stops right there exactly I, I, I do anyway yeah i never open those those go immediately into the shred slash recycle yeah, whichever's too. closest to me right <laughs> <laughs> i always shred it yeah today's topic how to price a mail campaign for homeowners this is why you're listening right before we turn the microphone and the camera on this is what i said to Jill. this might be the shortest show ever because it's so easy to price house mailers way easier than land in my opinion here's what you do you've got a data set of let's say a thousand properties that you want to send out i don't recommend it ever being this small but let's just say for round numbers there's a thousand lines of data that you pulled from either data tree or RealQuest or wherever you get your data uh if you're a member it's one of those three and so you're staring at a thousand unit data set and it's 123 Main Street, 172 Main Street, and on and on and on. There's address addresses. So, and we teach this in all of our programs. You get the actual algorithm value for that asset from the Philippines. And so you have them, if you type in your own address uh, in Zillow, Trulia, Redfin, DataTree, or any of the rest Realtor. of the Real Realty Track, uh, mm -hmm. there's all kinds of them. We use a, recommend using a certain six. And so you've, all their algorithms are slightly different. You take an average of those. Now you have a pretty darn, darn good idea for a lot of reasons what that asset, the retail value of that asset Can is. Can I go back real quick? Just want to yeah, for explain. Sure. So what, what are you saying with the Philippines? So here's what we do. And you can do it through us, by the way. It's our smart pricing service, and we'll take care of it for you. Um, we have a really good team that gets this done like overnight. So if you sent us the list of whatever, the, your data set with the thousand, properties thousand units. that you're gonna mail, 
what we'll do is have our team go in there and put in six columns and for Realtor, Redfin, Zillow, Trulia, whatever. And they will pretty much overnight go in and look up each line of property and put in the Zillow number, the Trulia number, the Redfin number, whatever. Yeah. So when you wake up the next morning, you have all those and it's so easy to put, okay, divided by six, here's the average of those numbers. That's it, exactly. So now you've got an asset that's, that's the algorithm says it's worth $139,342 because you averaged it out. Mm-hmm. Quite simply from pricing, you just need to back off of that. So if you want to make $80,000, reduce by 80000 plus some costs and stuff. If you want to make $30,000, reduce it by thirty. There's a percentage method. If you want to just go in at, at 70% of, of uh, that actual value because you believe that's what's going to happen or it's going to yield the profit that you want, that's it. Unlike land, you, you price every single asset specifically. Our experience at this point is for about every 1,500 mailers uh, or so, maybe 2,000, we buy a house and we buy it at the price that we just stipulated. Mm-hmm. So pricing for houses, here's the thing about houses. Everything's a little bit more expensive with houses. So you've got, if you've got the, the data is exactly the same versus land, but you need to pay a little bit for smart pricing and it's super cheap. And you need to, buying a house is a little more expensive than actually buying land, but you just know what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. If you listen to the show a couple of days ago about picking a county or picking a zip code for land, you know your days on market are really low. Mm-hmm. You know there's no properties for sale, super high demand. And you know that properties are selling really quickly. So now you sent out data, you bought a pr- you priced it at a price that you want. You know you're gonna make 80,000 bucks, the house is mm-hmm. worth uh, $80,000 more than you're actually gonna pay for it. Yep. You're taking, in my opinion, no real risk. I, I love mean, it. there's risk involved in something, always. But, and yeah, it's a little more expensive. So yep, send it to offers owners, offers to owners, let it rip, get out in the yep. mail based on what you want to make on it, and that's it. And I was going to add too a couple of things. Um, when you try and decide, do I want to take, do I want to make thirty thousand, forty thousand, fifty thousand, or like a percentage? Sometimes look at the market. Like you can't take a, you can't, you know, take forty thousand dollars when you're buying something for one ten. You know, so you have to go. All right, I look at this a little bit differently. Now I'm going to look at it like a percentage. But when you're doing really high dollar, maybe it's a five, six, seven hundred thousand uh, dollar home. Now you can yeah. take that off. And I want to end with, we've tested them all. We've done as low as in the hundred thousand dollar prices to the gosh over three million dollar priced assets. And this does work for all of them. Your phone's gonna ring. Yep. You are gonna get signed offers back. Yeah. And that's it. Happy you could join us today. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you can find us over at the Land Academy Show. Tuesdays and Thursdays, stay put. We're right here at the House Academy Show. On the House Academy Show, I think, actually, it's the Land Academy Show tomorrow. Mm -hmm. We talk about the show titled, The Essential Tools Needed to Start Your Real Estate Business. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. Okay. Let's let's come up with a quick list of tools. <laughs> um, I need business cards, right? No, no. Jeez. <laughs> Do I need a, a beautiful office? Nope. Oh. Too expensive and stupid. Shucks. Do I need a staff and a secretary? No. Oh. Do I need to set up ADP? Nope. Hmm. What's ADP? Payroll. 
I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. Do I need a computer and a quiet and a hole to work from? Yes. Okay. <laughs> do it's I need a computer a... you already have? Okay, good. And do I need like a do not disturb sign for my door? Uh, I would make one. Okay. <laughs> you need that, but don't spend any money on it. Just get a do I need... get a pencil that's laying around and a piece of old newspaper and make a big point about that. Do I need just comfy <laughs> slippers and a good chair? Nope. Oh, I was gonna, I was going to say yes. <laughs> I would say yes. I think, speaking of which, I'm wearing comfy slippers right now, <laughs> which yeah, you is are. true. <laughs> okay. The House Academy show remains commercial free for you, our loyal listener. So wherever you're watching or wherever you're listening, please subscribe and rate us there. We're Stephen Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property. <laughs>